Hey guys, welcome back. It's another Soil Cycling. I'm your host here, Matt Golson, and with me is we have a crew of four, and we got a new guy. So let's go around the. Oh, uh, this is totally different. This is the first episode we haven't done at the Bike Surgeon. We are now in our pain caves <laughs> or or wherever. Uh, the, the pain cave. I love the pain cave. That's just. I'm. Uh, I'm the only one of I'm the only one of the of the podcasters today that doesn't have a camera, and I have like I'm surrounded by cameras, but none of them. I I, I thought we weren't going to do cameras. I thought this was an audio medium. Okay, anyway, let's get going. We got Jeff. Tell us tell us what's going on. Let's go around and intro. Hey everybody, I'm Jeff Box. I'm kind of the newbie cyclist in the group. Um, what do I say about myself? Uh, mostly road riding, gravel. Um, talk about it later. I tried cross, didn't do too well. I'll go. <laughs> uh, my, my name is Gabriel Arnone. Uh, work at the bike surgeon. I think I've been on all these. So if you listen to all of them, you should somewhat know my background. Rob? I'm, yep. I'm Rob Landis. Uh, I love road riding. I just now got back into training for some racing so that's really exciting and i remember riding with matt 20 years ago <laughs> and when he was a stud and it was hard to stay on his wheel that's never that's 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 a lie no I most, of it, what, most of it when he took that picture we're looking at right now for his uh <laughs> yeah yeah for his yeah. There. <laughs> yeah that was so, me so i'm hank was... diders uh, i'm hank diders i've uh i ride a lot of different bikes and i'm newest to mountain biking out of the group Sweet. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to kick things right off with a Catalyst 2 report. Uh, that's the race report. So if you're new to us, we're covering Southern Illinois cycling, uh, and we're taking a look at what makes the, the area here great and why we're into cycling and what we want to do to promote it and make it better. And we had a race recently at the Catalyst um, that is Touch of Nature. And this was the second in a two-race series. I really want to see this expand next year, and Gabe's going to make that happen. I'm just kidding, Gabe. We we can all try to make that happen. But I got some big ideas, and that's about all they are is ideas. But uh, Catalyst 2 report. So I'm just going to say that uh, I got very little to say except for I'm not a great mountain biker at any given time. And when it gets wet and slick, uh, I'm even worse. But Hank, you want to tell us about your results there? Yeah, so I was in the uh, sport class, which is two loops. So there's beginner class, which is one loop, about eight. Gabe, what was it, eight and a half miles or something like that? Yeah, I think that it comes out to eight and a quarter, to be exact. Eight and, a quarter. Uh, yeah. and I did the uh, sport class, which is two loops around that. And then there's the expert class, which is three. And for me, I was actually trained up somewhere between the beginner and the sport as part of my endurance and my preparation and uh had a new bike that week got to ride the trails one time on a nice dry evening and then we get out the race morning and it starts wet and it just gets wetter during the race so i was pretty uncomfortable to start off with um with both my fitness and with being prepared to ride on a wet slick course um, but I survived it. I stayed upright. Um, I just backed off a little bit when I started to feel a little, a little sketchy and a little slippery. And, uh, my whole, uh, motivation, the thing that kept me upright and kept me pedaling was not getting caught by Matt Golson, <laughs> who I, who, who I, I passed where we were on the, uh, catalyst loop. I think on the first lap around yeah, is where I, I, the, I got at, you at the Creek crossing at the Creek yes, crossing. where you kindly, you kindly let me pass you. You insisted. Oh, yeah. I'm a gentleman. And, uh, 
Yes, and that was uh, and that was the last time I saw you, except for the finish line. I'm not not trying to be rude when I say that, but uh, <laughs> we didn't cross paths after that. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Had a fun race. It was hard. I was really pushing it. That was way longer than I was ready for, um, but uh, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, now, Gabe, what was it like at the actual front of the race where you were living? <laughs> not not much far. You you know you weren't that much farther ahead than Hank, but yeah, the young fast guys, young talent at the front of the race. Tell us about that. Uh, it was I was really only on the front for maybe the first maybe three to three four miles, maybe. So I guess what well, there was Adam. Scrow, Nick Real, Barry Parks, myself, and Kate Carrier, kind of in the first little group. And then Kate and I kind of fell back, and then she eventually dropped me on Catalyst. Wow. And then I was kind of by myself for kind of the rest of it till a couple of the Kentucky boys caught me. I was kind of having a rough go of it. I was kind of caught in between, like, I don't know. I was in a weird headspace for that race. I didn't know if I was going to like really go out and race it or if I was just wanting to kind of cruise. And the whole time I was just caught kind of in between the two. So I didn't really start riding really hard again to once I got dropped by Kate till the Kentucky guys caught me. And then it was too little too late. They got me in the sprint. So And, and I remember but, we were talking in the parking lot and you were like, how serious do I want to take this? And, uh, okay. And so, uh, but it, it was fun. Like for sure. We <laughs> rode really, we, we rode really fast at the beginning. I remember everyone was like, man, we went out hard and I don't know. Nick started, he was in front of me and he started backing off a little bit. Like almost once we got to the road section after Lakeview and I was like, Nick, start pushing a little bit so we can get onto the group on the road. Cause if we pop off now, like it's going to be really rough and I don't know. He said that he was thankful I pushed him that little bit because he wasn't sure. And Nick went on, to. Nick went on the he win won. and he went on yeah, the win won. and, uh, uh, beating Barry, uh, not by a ton, but you know, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't close. I mean, he was, uh, almost a minute ahead of him yeah, on the chip time here. Uh, and, and Nick, I just, I've known Nick for longer than all of you guys, but I not really known him that well but uh he just kind of randomly showed up with me once at the beautiful southern ride i think like he was in high school i think he was like 15 um and his friend and him uh his friend who had been riding with us a little bit at the time and i forgot uh i forgot that guy's gauge his friend was gauge he was like the the kid from el dorado that was rocking a single speed uh fixed gear bike everywhere he went it's uh, cool. Yeah, he showed up. Me and him, and and, and uh, I was gonna give him a ride to the uh, beautiful Southern Ride, like in I don't know, 2008 or something, 2009, and my car broke <laughs> on the like like before we even got out of Harrisburg, and I had to limp back, and they drove me in their crappy old Jeep or something. So it was a. Uh, but anyway, uh, Nick's man, he has just become uh, a powerhouse. Uh, I I went from a kid to a man that can drill it. So, uh, now Jeff, how about cannonball? You did cannonball the next day. None of us did. I don't think it, none of us did cannonball, right? No, I didn't. no, no, no. Just me out of the group. Tell us a little bit about cannonball. Cause, uh, you know, we were going to go do that, but 
after a mountain bike race, I don't think I I didn't want to. I couldn't have. Yeah, cannonball was fun. Um, other than it was just cold at the start, cold and just bone chilling, you know, because of the humidity. Uh, it rained on me all the way over to um, to Chester, but once I got there, it stopped raining. There were maybe about I don't know thirty of us that rode it. Um, so I think the rain kind of headed off a lot of people and just didn't want to get out for that. Um, the, I think only three people showed up that had signed up for the 71-mile route. So yeah. they actually canceled it and had everybody do the 41. Um, and my goal was uh, I was going to push and see how hard I could compete until I saw Ian Bolton take off like mm. a cannon, man. He and a couple other guys just shot out, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to finish. <laughs> um, there's no way I'm going to be able to chase those guys. And I think Ian came in third, third or fourth overall. Yeah, but, have you yeah, ridden it, with him much? What's that? Have you ridden with Ian much? I've only ridden with him a few times. He's came over to some like uh, road rides and stuff a, like a, that. A little bit. Uh, the weekend before, we did the North Loop of uh, the DSR, and he was there for that. And he was really strong on that ride, too. He was pulling out quite a bit. There were, there were a fair number of us um, from St. Nick's there. So Gene, Katie, Steve Allison, Judy, and Marty were there, and myself. So we had a pretty good showing for St. Nick's. Um, I did, you know, I, I enjoyed the ride. There's a bit of elevation. My goal was to break three hours, and I got it in, I think, three hours and six minutes. Nice. So I just didn't quite do it, but it was still a good 25-minute shaving off the last year. So I was still pretty proud of it. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Jeff. Is, is that question is that is that a fondo format is that a race format first second third place that kind of thing it's just first second third place yeah okay but they do have awards or trophies or recognition yep yep they had actually a really cool um the the award was this big cannonball that was welded <laughs> to a plaque that's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was actually, go. it was actually pretty sick. yeah i saw that and it sick. yeah okay i want that yeah, I, I've I have never done one of the cannonball rides, and it's usually Chester is just Chester's kind of a long way to go, and uh, I'm I'm just lazy, but I'm glad you <laughs> went to represent. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, let's see, I'm looking on Enrolls ICU. It looks like it was about a little over four thousand feet of elevation gain over Shoot. forty miles. So there there's some pretty good hills. That's the other reason why I haven't actually gone to that race. <laughs> it's a little more elevation. Uh, all right. So, uh, hey, let's bring it up to the next topic here. We got Dirty South Registration Day. That's coming up. Uh, is that like this weekend, maybe, or is it? When can we uh, register for Dirty South? Twenty six. Yeah, I think, the day. The day. I think it's the weekend of Thanksgiving. Weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay, so um, what's the what's what's the registration max this year? You know, is it over five hundred? Uh, it's over five hundred. I can't. I don't know if I'm supposed to say exactly okay. how many. Okay. Blink twice if it's over six hundred. Don't say it. I'm just kidding. No, hey, no, no. Just be honest. Uh, I, I would say. It's more than last year, but people shouldn't hesitate to yeah. uh, get in because I know I waited till December this last year, and I only got – I think I took one of the last spots. Yeah. A lot of available. people didn't make it last year that wanted to do it. I've got it in my calendar for 8 a.m. on Sunday the 26th. So Awesome. I think that's when the Facebook post said it's going to come out. Yeah. You know what's incredible about that? 
Think about uh, this. Yeah. Back when we did the Geo, it took us five years to get to 250 riders. And we were happy about that. That was that Omnium we did back about 10 years ago. Right. Now, here you get a gravel race pulling, well, 500 plus, let's say. And it's incredible. The, the you know, the ridership and we're getting in these things. Yeah. Is that, how did you guys used to do that race? Was it like mass start, mass participation? Or the geo? No, it was a, it was a it was an omnium. So yeah, there was like, categories, and mm-hmm. you know we had a um, a time trial and a road race on Saturday and a crit on Sunday. USAC yeah. sanctioned. That's correct. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So no, it wasn't mass start, Gabe. I mean, there was yeah. you know, lots of different categories. Kind of intimidating, you know. Kind of a lot. It's not as user friendly as a gravel race where you're, you can show up and chill or. You know, Criterium or Road Race, and the Road Race, that was my first actual race was the Geo Road Race, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty intimidating. I didn't have my number pinned on right, got yelled at, didn't get yelled at, but I got, had to, <laughs> had to get my number pinned on right, and it, it, I, it was just, there was, uh, it was, it was, it was pretty intense, you know, compared to the, the laid back sort of style of a gravel race, you know. You know what? The road racing is kind of like that. Yeah. When you do trips and road racing, people are a lot more snotty about their equipment and sometimes a little more aggressive in their tactics and not as friendly. And yeah, I, I like that. Sure. I think I'm going to like that part about gravel racing. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the vibe is a lot different. I mean, even at the front where it's racing, I think it's still a lot more relaxed. I mean, I'm not not much more probably, but a little <laughs> more. Not that I've ever oh, been rough. in the front. Rob, is Dirty South going to be your first gravel race, or do you have one planned before that? No, that's it. That's the first one. <laughs> Baptism by does fire, anyone, baby. Does, does anyone know? So two years ago, the uh, the uh, bike shop out of Cape Girardeau did a series of gravel races in January and February leading up to the Dirty South. Now, they didn't yeah. do that last year. Cape, Cape knows gravel that. pressures. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Do you know yeah. if they have plans to do that this year? Anyone know? I haven't talked to Aaron about that. I know I mentioned it to him last year, saying that a lot of us enjoyed it, but sorry, I have a dog squeaking <laughs> a toy right next to me. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> Bring me that thing. Oh, that's hilarious. Dang, that's that's a big toy. Yeah, those were great. Mine, the first time I did the result, those uh, that series of races, I went and did one of them as a kind of train up in an equipment check and uh, to check my uh, tolerance for suffering because the one at Apple Creek, that thing was hilly. That I think that's the one I did. And I fooled them into yeah. thinking that I won the race. Uh-huh. That's right. Because you just did a fun lap or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like you pulled and, off, and, right? Yeah, we did the fun lap. And Sean uh-huh. Moore and I, like we were like, I think we were like the first people to finish the fun lap or whatever. And we're like, let's go in like sprinting and see <laughs> what happens. And yeah, him and I come charging through there and you know, come through and everyone thinks that we won the race. And then <laughs> I had to like tell them like, no, we didn't win the race. And then Josh Balmajay actually did win the race. And when he came through, it was like the boy who cried wolf. They were like, use all the energy on Sean and I. <laughs> and they're like, oh, good job. <laughs> you got the big oh, welcome. Man. The winner got the fun race. I didn't do the other ones in that series, but that one we did at Apple Creek was a lot of fun. It was really, really a fun atmosphere, and it, it was well organized. And that was just that was a challenging course. I did the two loop. Yeah. The fun loop was just a one a onesie, and I did the two loop, and that was my first ever ever gravel race on a brand new bike. First time on gravel tires like that, and 
it was hard. Yeah, I'm glad awesome. I did that because it was a good prep for the Dirty South. But, you know, this group down here does a lot of gravel rides through the winter. And maybe we'll talk about that later and, and getting ready for the Dirty South. So Rob will have some people there. Yeah. Yeah, so right. ride with <laughs> Rob's going to have plenty of people to ride with. I guarantee it. Yes. It'll be, it'll be a crowd. You can't not ride with people at the Dirty South. It's like you can try to avoid them, but they're there. Um, yeah, but in the in, the, in the weeks leading up to it, Rob, I'm sure we'll have plenty of rides for a uh, uh, plenty oh, of yeah. miles to put in with yeah, Rob I, leading up I, to it. I, I was about to say, do we want? Is that something you want to release, Rob? Do you want to say your plan for Saturdays or your tentatively plans? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. fine with that. If you yeah, know, if people are interested, it. yeah, I'd like to do yes. some three and four hour rides on Saturdays, leaving from my house, or we can meet you know in the square in Marion, whatever works out well for people. And um, it would be, you know, obviously some pavement to, because I don't, I really don't like to drive or ride. You know, that's kind of weird. But so it's probably about an hour south of us before I really get in a good gravel in the Shawnee. So I'm willing to, you know, do those just about every week. Um, I think I'm supposed to be doing mostly zone two. So that's going to be really challenging out there because you know how hilly it is out in the Shawnee. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think if, if people are interested, I'm sure we can figure out how that's going to look. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go for four hours on Saturday, you know, so if somebody wants to go and start exploring that area with me, that'd be great. Yeah. I know a lot of those roads south of you, if you take Moke School Road South and head down towards Creel, there's a, I know all those gravel roads down there pretty well. There's one series that we went across one time on the uh, east side of New Burnside. I went one time with Adam and, and Jeff, um, and maybe Jeff can sometime take us on a tour of those roads. Jeff, not Jeff. Uh, Matt, do you remember that that ride we did? We had the uh, we had AWOL with us. Yeah. And I thought Adam Scrow was with us that time. Yeah. Yeah, I, he I took did. us on a, on a. So I don't know that. Did, one I, did I take I us on the ride? Ones, I know, was it me? Yeah. I, yes, it was you for sure. <laughs> and uh, I have no memory know, of this I at all. I, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. This has been a really so good ride. Good. Yeah, I, and your I, wife was there at the parking lot when we came back. And uh, so she, so Sean was with us, was with you that time. Okay. But it was four or five of us that went out. We went over to, we took the Tunnel Hill Trail to New Burnside, and then we headed okay straight east, I think. Yeah. Went up the hill and then out that way. So you got some really good roads that way. So I don't know that direction well, but I know get over the Dutchman Lake Recreation Road, yeah. uh, Parker City Road. Like I know all those roads pretty well, which are gravel. So probably from your house, Rob, that might be thirty minutes south. Before we we might have hit trig. Did we gravel? hit Trig Tower that day? Did we go over the Trig? Maybe, maybe not. It was, it was, yeah, we did. We did. And there was ice and snow on the ground in sections. If you yeah, remember okay. where it was shady, yeah. there was, there was yeah. ice on the ground. Yeah. That's... And you guys took off and I was, I was scared to death. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think <laughs> I remember that. Um, cool. Well, Rob, that sounds pretty exciting. Uh, so what time, what's the takeoff time you're planning? Well, I'd like to leave at <clears throat> eight o'clock. Yeah. Each, you know, in the morning. I know this Saturday, I think it's supposed to be about thirty-five to start. So it's yeah. Um, probably. I know Hank doesn't mind that weather, nor does Gabriel. <laughs> now, Jeff, you're probably going to be inside, right? Yeah, I'm still letting my knee rust up. Yep. Yeah. Blame you. I would join you this Saturday, except it's deer hunting weekend, so I will be in a stand, uh, yeah. chilling in the weather, just the same. Yeah. That beard is going to come in useful in that stand, Hank. <laughs> And it only adds about one water drag, maybe even less. Sometimes yeah. I, I saw one the other day. It said that a beard was actually more arrow. Yeah, it, it fills in fake, that gap. That's right. Fills yeah, that gap. That's right. On this. So you need there's to no negative pressure behind it. 
Yeah, it might make you even more and more arrow. Who knows? So, um, don't, a double chin does the same thing. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, uh, we got in our show notes here. Um, Jeff, um, you tried cycle cross racing out. You want to tell us about your experience, uh, and, and how fun that was and how good of a time it was, considering you just mentioned, you know, recovering your knee this weekend. So, tell <laughs> us about that. It actually was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I succumbed to, um, uh, to Justin's peer pressure and, um, <laughs> And decided to give uh, decided to give cyclocross a try, and of course, then he was sick that weekend, so he didn't show up. So I, I go oh, up early. Sorry. Yeah. So I thought I would I thought I'd go early, recon the course because I'd never done cyclocross, had no idea what it was other than YouTube videos, um, and got out there and did one loop of the course. It was in a park in Baldwin, over in St. Louis, and I was probably maybe the third, fourth person to ride it. So. No lines have been established on the hills and the curves and stuff, so I was just winging it. And the first time I went through, um, I actually made it, but I could tell this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little hillier than I was expecting. It was all grass other than when I was crossing sidewalks. But there was one particular curve that you climbed up a hill and then it took a 90-degree turn and went straight down the hill into a very long S-curve. And the first time I did it, I don't know how, but I stayed upright and I made it through it just fine. But I could tell that was going to be the curve of the course to master. So I went back to do it again. And the second time I went down, I must have taken a slightly different line and the bike just slid out from under me. Um, cause there was so much ado on the grass. Cause again, I was like the third or fourth person riding it. So no lines have been established that hadn't been knocked off and it was just really slick and it was just a weird slow motion fall. And when I got up, my left knee was really hurting and I just said, you know what? I don't want to risk it. I'm just going to watch. Now I, my hubris got the best of me. What I probably should have done is just walked that part of the course because I saw when I was watching the racers go through, that's what probably a third of them did anyway, um, was just walked it. But that was indeed the showcase corner. Um, <laughs> one of the guys I was talking to about it said, I said, you know, Hey, this is my first time doing cyclocross. I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, dude, you picked the wrong first course. Cause this is the <laughs> toughest one of the whole series. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think running and, you know, is a, it's a big part of cyclocross, getting off your bike, and, and that's pretty common. I watched your video. I think you had a video clip on Strava of that section, somebody riding it, and I was like, yee. Uh, I got to ask you, do you know what air pressure you had in your tires? No, because I had just gone to uh, the bike surgeon and um, got some 43s because I yeah. thought I wanted to go with something a little bigger. Yeah. Um, to dry run for the Dury South. And uh, Gabe, I was just using whatever pressure you put in there. I didn't think to let some out. It, oh, it felt yeah. pretty firm. So it's probably in the 40s, maybe. 40s, yeah. Probably. yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think for cyclocross, like, I, I, I know I, I read a guide once on how to set your tires up for cyclocross, you know, and it was like, take all the air out of them and then just put a little back in, basically. And it was like, if you hit the rim, you're probably okay. <laughs> If you if you hit the rim too hard, you're probably not. But I guess like crazy low pressure because if you watch cyclocross, I'm like, how do those guys stand up right and all this stuff? And and they run like 20, 25 pounds of pressure, I think. And 
and and I guess cyclocross is technically limited to is it thirty three or something like that? Thirty three tires. Yeah, yeah thirty three C. But I would have been there on my big tires if I'd done it. I would have been on a mountain bike. I think if if well, if if you could, if you're allowed to. See if I can get my angle right. There was one guy that looked like Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> made it, that made it look like it was stupid simple. And when yeah. he went through it, he was way extended. If, way you're, extended. if, if you're listening to us on, you know, your commute or whatnot, and, you're, and it's a visual, it's, it's not a visual medium. Jeff just uh, performed uh, some kind of Jane Fonda maneuver. Uh, <laughs> it was really, it was really exciting. And uh, yeah, so he's put his butt way back. Yeah, the guy yeah. the guy had his butt way way back. Yeah, and he said you just got to get extended. Now clearly he was lowering his center of gravity. Oh, you got to get that center of gravity down. Yeah, that's key, right? That sounds like some old school '90s mountain bike technique. You get your butt on. hanging off the back of the saddle, and yeah. yeah, you like rub the tire. Yeah, that's that's right. And, and again, you could you could definitely tell there are people that get it that went through that section without any problems whatsoever. And then there was one guy that locked up his front wheel and went tumbling head over heels. There were several people that didn't even make the S curves that just went straight through them <laughs> and, and took the, took the lines down and the yeah. and the stakes. Uh, it was crazy. I gotta ask you another question: How many people were there? Because like I've been thinking about this all winter, but every Saturday or Sunday, I I just talk myself out of it, and uh, I'm always like, I, I think I asked uh, Justin. He was like, Yeah, there's like 20 people there. Oh no, there's probably about 50. Okay, uh, so they had a lot class. of categories. So what I had signed yeah. up for was the Virgin slash Junior class, and uh, <laughs> my friend Don was with me. I actually brought my GoPro. I was going to record it, and there were like two guys my age there, and everybody else was like seven year olds and twelve year olds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's my kind of crowd right there. I could I could probably beat some seven year olds in a race. That's eleven racing. Yeah. They had Matt forty plus masters, fifty plus masters. Cat A, B, C, um, couple women's classes. So yeah, they had a lot of different uh, groups that you could go through. But yeah, there were probably about fifty or sixty people there. It was very, you know, quite quite well put on. Pretty good crowd. And I'm just thinking from a um, a perspective of viewing a cycling race. It was amazing because it was such a tight course and. You know, I was watching this crazy curve, and then we got tired of that, and it's like, well, let's go over to the volleyball courts and look at where they go through the sand, and let's go over here and where they got the little bunny hop where you got to jump over the boards and stuff. So it's very easy just to walk around and look at different parts of the course. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, if you watch, I I, I kind of get into watching it on TV. I get uh, pirate streams and whatnot of and GCN. By the way, guys, did you see GCN Plus is going to go away. That's yeah, so sad. Yeah. Man, like uh, I, I bought GCN Plus about uh, six months ago, and I've been watching cyclocross races on it. And I, they are, they are like one of my favorite things to watch. They're short, they're intense, lots of craziness, and uh, you'll watch the fans like running from one section of a course to another part of the course, and see those um, courses in Belgium where fans are like six or seven deep in sections, and it's like, wow, that's. That must be living the life over there where cycling is actually popular. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Are you going to go back? Do you ever want to do it again? Um, I need to work on skills. Yeah. But yes, yes. And I will go, definitely go back and watch. It was a hoot. I, and people were so accepting and so friendly. Like yeah. on that really bad curve up on the hill when the girls were going through, there were a whole bunch of women up there yelling, telling the girls how to do it, what lines to take, just incredibly encouraging. 
So, yeah, it was a very welcoming group. You know, a lot of people out there with cowbells and, you know, little bullhorns and shouting hand at each other. And <laughs> the hand-ups? Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, I have a real quick one for Jeff. Did you uh, did you go on to the Touch Nature course at all? I saw you afterwards handing out cookies. Did you actually go? Oh, more, yeah, he was there like, handing out cookies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Again, I didn't want to ride it because I was going to try to really race the the Cannonball Fall the next day. And it's another one where I'm just I'm not comfortable with my skills well, yet. I mean, I just mean, did you go out and like go down on rocky ledges or whatever and watch any people coming oh. through on trail? No, not really. No, I stayed there right there at the finish line. Okay. There's some good spots there that. Yeah, I would love to uh, hang out there one day with a, my camera and just get some cool video of people flying through there. Rocky Ledges is that's legit. That's real mountain biking. Uh, for for those for those of you who think that real mountain biking doesn't exist in certain places in the Shawnee, uh, like Touch of Nature, it's real mountain biking. I mean that that uh, Rocky Ledges, especially if it's wet, that that was pretty. There was some pretty hairy parts through there. I thought. Mm-hmm. I, I think a few people even got like flats and stuff. So oh yeah, you had, yeah. To, you had to watch it on. So speaking of real mountain biking. <laughs> I, I'll make this short. I just, I, I don't, you know, I never want to really dwell on negative stuff, but uh, I just want to tell a, a little brief story here. So I got out recently with uh, Legend of the Shawnee, Drew Blair, uh, mountain biker from over here on the east side. And we went to, um, uh, where was uh, Frank's Track. So this is kind of like Lust Creek. Now, this is not natural area, this is not wilderness. I have been riding here for a long time since I was shown this place by another legend of the Shawnee, Greg Elam, and uh, we started riding there, I don't know, probably 15 years ago. Um, Back in the, uh, probably around 2010 is probably when I started riding there because there was a RIT, Recreational, RTI, Recreational Trails Initiative. Uh, A lot of government money went into fixing up these trails. They were pretty much horrible like and they bench cut them they repaired a bunch of sections they made it a lot better and it became it became some pretty awesome mountain biking but uh this area does have a lot of the locals from eddieville and then a lot of um folks who who horseback ride you, you can run into horseback riders here so me and and uh, drew were were horseback or no, i'm sorry we were mountain biking we'd actually stopped and we were uh using his very very excellent silky saw which was like incredible if you've never tried one of these saws it was like like a incredible the way it just slashed through a log he had to show me uh the silky saw and we cut through a log uh that was blocking the trail you know helping out everybody hikers horseback riders mountain bikers anybody using the trail and while we were doing this we saw some uh, horseback riders coming down the trail at us and they just like i could tell like they were ticked like they were mad that we were there they didn't say much uh they didn't say anything but they nearly just rode over us on their horses like he like barreled at us and then cut cut around us at the last minute and i was like yeah i don't think they want us to be here drew well Mm -hmm. drew likes to talk to the horseback riders drew is like an ambassador for cycling in the shawnee like he loves to just talk uh he likes to just i mean he wants everybody to feel very welcome he he likes to, um, you know, find out where they're from and, you know, what they think of the Shawnee and all this stuff. So we run into these folks at the next trail crossing, uh, creek crossing, and he starts talking to them. 
And after about the third or fourth question of Drew, and then Drew, they they didn't respond, and I was already I was already hightailed it out of there because I you know I was like yeah these folks don't want to talk to us. Um, I uh, the guy turned around and and basically uh, he said some some rather rude words to us, yelled at us quite a bit, and he actually even got on his horse and was like trying to sort of block Drew in and. It was wow. very, uh, I thought we, we might have an actual fight on our hands for a minute. Like, I wasn't sure because I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And, <clears throat> but it was it was the first time that, you know, I've we've had negative words from horseback riders in the Shawnee before. Um, but this was the probably the worst I've seen of just uh, a guy that was like uh, just being belligerent, I guess is the correct word. So um, riding in the Shawnee is kind of a gray area in a lot of places it doesn't say you can't it doesn't go out of way say you you can it's not designated but uh we are allowed to be there i can despite what the gentleman in question continued to tell us and how he was going to get us arrested i i am not podcasting from prison um no federal (laughs) agents have been to my house and uh we don't know this you're not on camera yeah i'm not on camera good point jeff i have had did not go get molson on him is what you're saying i was um (laughs) so when i was in high school uh, jeff butler was a principal and he was a teacher too mr butler Uh, i remember one of his uh sayings was kill him with kindness and so i went into full kill him with kindness mode and i was like sir you have a great day (laughs) and he's cussing at us and i'm like sir everything's gonna be fine we'll be out of your hair in no time down the trail and you can continue to have a wonderful day out here in the shawnee where we all love nature and he's just like you know and i'm like have a great day so when he saw us later or the third time he saw us um the third time he come by us he um I didn't think he was going to speak and he acted like he's going to go by. Then he stopped and he got back in my face and he was like, uh, I'm calling the law. You're going to jail. Um, what you're doing is illegal. You should feel like a piece of crap. And I was like, sir, it's been a pleasure. You have a great day. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, did your friend still have a silky? Because I want to show the guys here on camera what a silky <laughs> yeah. is. That and this thing is mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Better yeah. taking care of that horseman. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no. See, now we don't want to do that. Remember, we're doing the That's right. Because, <laughs> right. believe it or not, quite a few of the horseback riders I've encountered are, are packing uh, uh, more um, deadly oh, weapons. Um, I remember True. out there, I've ran oh. into some guys with six shooters on their hip uh, when they're riding a horse. Because you need those in the Shawnee. I mean, there's a lot mm. of dangerous uh turtles mountain bikers Uh, i'm not sure why you would carry a six shooter around when you go on a horseback ride maybe but unless you're just kind of stupid but anyway um yeah so generally i just want to let people know that you know you can ride if you're not in a wilderness area and you're not in a natural area you can ride um I found Stay out part. later that uh, um, horseback riders can be vindictive. They don't like it when they get tickets when they break the law. We don't know if that was why that guy was so mad, but you know it could have been. Um, I I got actually called uh, once. I had a uh, state uh, conservation agent come to my house because I was flying a drone too close to um, Lust Creek Canyon, Indian Kitchen. 
And he let me know that some horseback riders saw my video and were very unhappy because they had been ticketed for riding in Indian Kitchen. And so they saw my video and he come to tell me that, you know, just, hey, you're not allowed to fly a drone in there. I'm not writing you a ticket or anything, uh, but just got to let you know that you can't fly a drone inside Indian Kitchen because it's a state um state it's not it's a state natural area it's a state reserve or preserve or something it's really uh it's a pretty cool place but uh yeah so anyway any hey, gabe you ever been yelled at in the shawnee on a mountain bike ride uh just to get out of sean moore's way yeah but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh most of the horse people i've ran into have been pretty pretty nice i yeah i'm not i've not had tons of encounters to tell the truth yeah. you're more of the I'm not a true East Side rider. I've been told. You're not. So, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're um, not a true East Sider. So <laughs> when I've ran into them the you know, ten, fifteen times I've been on some of those true East Side trails. Yeah. They've been perfectly friendly. And then at Glendale, you don't run into them really anymore because it's not really designated for them. Yeah. But they're usually fine. Yeah. Ninety ninety five percent of the time horseback riders are super fine. Uh, I've ran well, into they're, they're, many, many. They're most of the time, they're most of the time like really impressed you're even there. Yeah, they're like, time. how are you doing that? You know, they're like, I couldn't even walk this, and you're riding a bike on it. And I'm like, well, I'm just that much better than you. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm like, just do it. You know, just go out and do it. Yeah. Uh, so what? So we're clear. Stay out of the wilderness areas, natural areas, and all the state parks besides Dixon Springs. Yeah. Yeah, state parks are, it depends on who manages the state parks. Um, I know that, uh, was it, uh, Ferncliff is anti-bike, right? Yeah, you can't Very anti-bike. Ferncliff, uh, Garden of the Gods, Giant yeah. City, all those. Stay yeah. out of them. If, yep. You will get a ticket if you're in those, for sure. The okay. truth is, is that we have really good places to mountain bike now. Uh, Touch of Nature is amazing. Glendale's amazing. And while I got to say, I hadn't rode here at uh, Frank's Track. We used to call this Gossage because, you know, one side of Frank's Track, the other side's Gossage. This place was a, a, a real bummer to ride back 10 years ago. Even though the government come in and fixed it up, made the trails better, uh, horses destroy trails pretty fast. And they were completely, there were sections where they were, just, they were impassable. That was fixed, and it's been dry for so long. The trail was like, it was like... I, I mean, I gotta. I, I hate to say it, but I had an awesome time riding there, better than Touch of Nature. It was so much fun to ride there because I was like, I remember these trails being almost impassable, and then they were just like smooth and fast. Uh, the only difference is they're still not very well maintained. Lots of lots of logs, lots of uh, big stuff that you can't ride over that you have to get off and go around. That that's and it's a big, you know, it'd be hard to do that out there in the Shawnee. So yeah. Okay. Real quick, while we're go talking ahead. Shawnee. Uh, Black Friday ride. Oh yeah, Black. I didn't put that in the show notes. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, Black Friday ride is a tradition and is um going to be at Ruby this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think at nine thirty. Um, I think there's a Facebook event, but just get a hold of me or Matt or Sean or someone, and we'll point point you in the right direction. Yeah, this, the Black the Black Friday ride is a really, really good one for, like, Jeff. I mean, I know, you know, you're, like, um, new to mountain biking. It'd be a good one to go to. 
uh, I mean, it in a way, it's tough terrain, but it's pretty laid back. You know, usually, and like, um, if you got out there and you're like, man, this is just, I'm not enjoying this. Your fitness is so good now, you could probably get off and jog and keep up with me. So <laughs> there's really nothing to worry about. Um, but it's a really good, it's always been a really fun, it's more about community and, and, and uh, enjoying nature than it is about going out and drilling each other, I think. Usually mm-hmm. has been. Good ride. Yeah. Hope to see you there. <laughs> and I broke my hand the last two times I've rode Ruby, by the way. So <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. Yeah, yeah. I fell and broke my hand. It, it was my fault both times. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I, I broke my hand, and then I fell and really hurt my thumb. My thumb has really just gotten better. It's been about a year of being sore. So love oh. that place. Can't, can't get enough Ruby. It's so good. Um, uh, the whole the whole thing is like that hill that you crashed. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jeff, you want to tell us about what's been going on? Zwift. Jeff, uh, hey, Jeff is our Zwift racer. He's our resident. Tell us about it. Yeah. So um, the uh, week before I twisted my knee, I actually did my first team time trial um, yeah. and had a blast. I'm thinking that's my event, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do what I do cause I have ADD, so I over-research <laughs> everything. Yeah. And, um, I actually learned how to DS, um, a What's TTT, that mean? uh, director sportif. So basically like, oh, okay. coach. Wow. Um, so what I did was I actually found an online calculator, put everybody's FTP and weight in and, <laughs> and figured out what wow. everybody's pull order should be. You know, so the six people, oh I ranked us, how many watts they should pull for how many seconds. Yeah, I, I go overboard on this shit. She was here. Hey, Rob, what's your FTP? I saw that on Strava that it was like a, a secret. You weren't, you weren't yeah, letting I asked people you, know. You didn't reply yet. We're waiting. I just said it's going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff doesn't need to know that at this point in time. I'm not on his team time trial. <laughs> I, I love that with cyclists, like, that even know what FTP is. That Like, you meet someone, and they're like, nice to meet you, Henry. What's your FTP? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is my FTP, my FTP sounds impressive until you divide it by my weight. Yeah. And then it becomes well, normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I signed up for a team trial, team time trial once on Zwift, and then I realized I don't have a team. So <laughs> I wasn't able to compete. I'm not on a team. Um yeah, I, I, I've been on Zwift a lot longer than you, I think. I mean, like, actually, I know you – you, and I have never, like, Im- immersed myself into it the way you have. I've been um, – I'm, like, level 42 on Zwift. I've been on it for a long time. I, I use it in the winter for training. But I've never, like, got into the Zwift – the way you have, it's really impressed me. Like, I've been thinking about trying to, like, find a team and get more involved in Zwift. I mean, the way you can cheat on it, it makes me actually competitive – uh, on Zwift. So I was like, I should take advantage of that. You know, um, I know you don't cheat, but the way I cheat on it, uh, I could be more successful on, Wait, I'm not supposed to actually talk about that. Am I? Um, I know. that's all right. I don't really cheat on Zwift. But anyway, just, uh, um, well, if you're, it's just if a you're humor. Interested. Uh, my FTP is actually 363, just like it says <laughs> in Zwift, um, 363 and, 
five watts per kilogram, you know, so 5.5, you know. Oh, anyway, so sorry, putting, I'm sorry. If I'm putting the pulled order together, you're number one, and you're pulling for about five-minute blocks. <laughs> yeah, go. I would last about five seconds. Um, so, like, when you – did you just – how did you find – how did you get – like, what did you do? Just do a lot of reading? Just what? Yeah, a lot of reading. Um, what I did was I found out early on in joining uh, Zwift, and like you, I, I was in beta – but I didn't have all the gear, so yeah. um, I I kind of resurrected my Zwift account last year, and I'm only level 29. Um, but you know that's that's more than enough to unlock the stuff you need to race. Um, what I did was I found there was a guild. Well, not a guild. It's a club, but it's kind of <laughs> like a guild, like in Warcraft or something, <laughs> called the Herd. And they're a very welcoming group. They're they're a massive club. That probably they're global. They probably have on the order of five to ten thousand members. So it's it's ginormous, and they sponsor a lot of events. So they are who I'm doing my racing through, um, and they'll have they'll have group. They have women only groups, and then they have groups for cat A B C D, um, and so I joined them. I raced last season as a D, and over the summer I got upgraded to a C. So I had to change teams. Um, and then coincidentally, one of the women that's on my team is also the person that coordinates the Thursday team time trials. And you mentioned you don't have a, um, you're not a part of a club or, or team. The neat thing about the TTTs is they're opt-in every week and they kind of form teams ad hoc based on who signs up. So if you want to do a TTT, there's a Facebook group for uh, Zwift Racing. Just join it, and you'll see all the notifications. There's a Facebook group for the herd. Um, you can join them um, so you can see what's going on. And, uh, yeah. So if you want to do in the WTRL, which is the league racing that I do on Tuesdays, um, we actually had a couple people. One person dropped out um, because he dropped down to a D, and we had two people that got upgraded to Bs. So we actually have some space on our team. Plus, I'm kind of out because of my knee right now, but I am basically took over role of the coach. Okay. And so I'm DSing the races. Free coaching. Oh, man, this would be great. I, I could get my FTP up there. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. Um, so, okay, you started up a Southern Illinois Wifters group, and it's on Facebook. I joined haven't yep. seen anything else since so you got plans for that what you got going on there yeah my, my the knee thing just kind of demoralized me and yeah. i thought i better not be setting up zwift races while i'm recovering jeff yeah. yolo yolo jeff just just grind that knee <laughs> into it. a pulp it's it's time it's it. <laughs> yeah well, what do you have to say about that rob <laughs> yeah don't listen to gat Molson in this regard i don't think he's giving you good advice Oh no 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 no! You yeah, you don't want to end up with uh, those uh, surgeries and uh, whatnot that you had to go yeah. through. Well, if you guys have been following me, you see, and I'm racing, I'm still riding all the time on Zwift because it's yeah. actually it, it helps my knee um, from a rehab type perspective. But I'm not racing right now. What's the but yeah, how many hours thing? do you do a week, Jeff, on Zwift? Like how many, many hours, hours do you ride? And yeah, uh, probably about five to six yeah. at least. Yeah. Wow. I have I a think friend. Oh, God. Well, I was just going to say, I had a friend, Joe Pierce, here in Marion. He loved it yeah. so much. I think he's still doing it. He was doing 20, he'd do 20 plus hours a week on Zwift. He uh, loves it. His trainer. Huh? <laughs> he I serviced his, his trainer. trainer. Oh, he yeah. wore it out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I, I, know, I know Matt's been doing some Zwifting because 
I think he's my only friend on like the companion app. And every time he gets on there, it's like Golson's Zwifting right now. And I get a notification on my watch <laughs> about yeah. it. So I know that's, that's pretty important to get that notification and know when I'm Zwifting. It, it, you know, well, it, it, kind of, <laughs> it kind of drives me a little bit because I'm like, well, I'm not on my bike. What drives me, what drives me is just like, uh, geez, like I know I'm, I know I'm like, I'm not keeping up with, um, like, uh, oh, I, I mean, just like in, in the, in the, the volume department, like I got a message the other day from Sean Hargis. Hey, do you want to come do an 80 mile gravel ride with us Saturday? And wow. he was riding with the Kentucky boys. Uh, and these are, you know, Isaac, um, Mittendorf, I think that's his name, you know, the Kentucky boys, uh, <laughs> Oh, what's the guy who? Uh, I, I know, think Luke was in that group. Pal. Yeah, Luke Powell was in the group. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was like, Sean, do you think I can go ride eighty miles with you guys? Like, can I even ride eighty miles right now in gravel in some pretty intense hills in the deep south of Southern Illinois? Uh, thank you, but no, thank you. But like, I'm like, maybe I should have just went and suffered through that. You know, I could have. Yep. Quit halfway through or something, and did I did an hour on Zwift that morning instead? So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I did have a lot of fun on Zwift the other night. There's a group in Mount Vernon, and I've rode with them a couple times. Uh, Shannon McNeil and mm-hmm. um, uh, Chris Chris Myers uh, started a Zwift group up here in Mount Vernon, and I had the most fun I've ever had on Zwift because it was like a we were all chained together. You couldn't, you couldn't get dropped and you couldn't break away. And so I would just like do a thousand Watts until I couldn't pedal anymore. And then I would just do like 40 and I was keeping up. It was great. It was like, it was like my dream, you know, like sprint until you pass out, but then just barely pedal and you can still go 20 miles an hour. So, so that was a lot of fun. And they have a, they're going to do a Monday, Wednesday and Saturday morning Zwift group ride. Uh, if you're interested in that, I can probably get you invited. I think yeah. you have to be, uh, it's kind of, you have to be a no on this. So maybe I shouldn't even be telling people, but, uh, yeah. I have a proposition. Uh, I think Jeff, we should do a team where you said they're doing a race on Mondays. Uh, we'll do a, a you know, like a Marion team versus yeah. their Mount Vernon team on their, there you on go. Monday. Oh, I was yeah. Say, yeah. yeah, Monday. Yeah. I think she said every other Monday she'd like to make it a race. I know she said next Monday because I said, is this going to be like a normal Zwift race? Do I need 500 watts out of the gun? She's like, nope, nope, we're not going to we're not gonna race. We're all chained together. Uh, I, what do you call that? Uh, Banding. Jet- Banding. Banding. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird. I don't think I've ever done a ride like that because I could not, you know, you can't break away, but you can't get dropped. They, they do it I more call for that, I call that life. tandem biking. <laughs> no doubt it was very social it was a lot of fun <laughs> but uh i really look forward to i don't think i don't know uh uh i don't know how much fun the actual race part of that would be um without the <laughs> without Matt, the, what you might be, think about doing is let's see if we merge efforts because one yeah. of the problems that i reason one of the reasons i haven't done much with the zwift group yet is right now it's just you me gabe and and hargis yeah, and I, I don't feel like we have enough critical mass, so we ought to maybe merge these efforts to get more people. And then, as Gabe said, maybe we just set up an ad hoc team where all of us from Marion pick one jersey to wear, so we can see we look different than the people from Mount Vernon. Oh, that's a cool uh, idea. Well, Matt's gonna have to choose his who he's gonna have his alliance with because he's in. <laughs> 
That's Benton, true. So he's right in yeah, between. I'm equally distant yeah. from Mount Vernon and Marion. Like I, I could just, I could just, I could just, uh, I could be like Jeff. I could just SD it. I could just sport direct DS it, direct sportif. I could just like get dropped real early and then watch the race and just give out hints and tips, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, it's getting pretty close to time to cut this. Do you want to hit up a one last kind of close up topic here? I just thought it'd be really interesting. We'll make it really fast. Um, it's winter. Oh, it's getting close to winter. It's winter time. And, uh, the longer we have winter, the more I dream of riding my bike outside in great roads, you know, cause like, I don't like the cold, like, you know, I'm not going to be, not going to be out there when it's like 30 degrees, but, uh, what's your favorite road? What's, what's the place like if you could get out tomorrow and go anywhere you want to go and ride it jeff where are you going to go you got a favorite road or trail uh nearby i'd say probably tunnel hill this time of year tunnel hill trail yep okay rob there is a awesome little winding road that descends down into an old strip pit just south of krill springs actually i'm sorry it's just east of krill springs and i would go there every day matter of fact i do do it every day i love that area just east of krill springs i don't know that mm-hmm. one but i'll have to check it out will that be on one of your saturday rides could we yeah. check, that, check that out yeah we could go out that way for gabe, sure gabe what you thinking i don't know my favorite road is probably spillway spillway that, yeah huh. yeah not one I'll of my favorites <laughs> Just like right before you go up Honker, yeah. just that section, that's like a slight descent before you have to do that climb. It is pretty it's, classic. It, yeah, with the overhanging trees and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, that is gorgeous. Hey, and um, you know they paved Tacoma, and it is, it's always been a wonderful road out there, Tacoma, yeah. on the way to Devil's Kitchen, and now they've freshly paved it. It is my. It is so wonderful right now. So anybody that wants a nice hill on a smooth pavement in a beautiful area with lots of trees and raining leaves tacoma road is it what you got hank so the winter time is gravel time for me i'm looking forward to hitting this road that goes if the tunnel hill trail parking lot in tunnel hill if you head over to dustman lake yep that's that uh, possum there. possum road or something oh, isn't wow. it? yeah and then, and then something bottoms uh bowman bottoms bowman, bowman bottoms man. that's pretty yeah, awesome now, too now, the last time I rode that, I got chased by a dog named Hank, and Hank's <laughs> owner threatened to shoot me. Um, wow. So I haven't been back there since then. Um, oh. But that road is phenomenal. Great hills, great gravel. Um, and, and getting over to Dustin Lake and climbing back out of it, like that's a really fun thing. So this winter I'm looking forward to hopefully not getting uh, threatened with uh, with death by Hank's owner. But uh, other than that, that section is I'm looking forward to this winter. Nice. That, that sounds pretty, pretty kind of hairy with the whole getting threatened thing. Uh, makes my horse encounter sound a little less intense. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm missing Gay Polo or Gap Polo, depending on which road sign you look at. But uh, over by, uh, uh, pretty close to the Hitching Post, pretty close to Garden of the Gods. It's this weird little. It's not, it's not super hilly. It's not got the big hill on it, but it's just got a. It's a great road. It kind of has a little creek meandering by it and then it eventually takes you up into Herod and down up and back down into Herod, one of my old time favorite roads. And it's one of the things I miss most about when I lived in Harrisburg, I was like 10 minutes away from some really awesome roads and up here in Benton, it's, uh, not as inspiring. The terrain is a little, the, the train is a yeah. little bit flat and boring. So sorry to say, I miss the, I miss the South a little bit. So, well guys, anything else do we want to hit on? Did we miss anything important? All right. Well, hey, uh, this has been the fifth edition of Soil Cycling. 
I am Matt Golson here with my excellent co-hosts and Southern Illinois cyclers. I have had such a great time. I don't know about doing this in person or doing it on Zwift. I kind of enjoy the in-person more. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I, I, If you have any questions for me, I did make an account, uh, soilcycling at gmail.com. I've never actually checked it. So send us an email uh, if you'd like to sponsor our show. Uh, hair care products for Jeff. Uh, beard care products for <laughs> beard care products for Hank. Um, I don't know what uh, I need. Uh, some uh, nutrition products so I don't bonk on the next ride. Goo, we were looking for sponsorships out there. Hey, it's been a great time. Thanks, guys. Uh, that's it. See you. All right. <laughs> uh,